What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Emmanuel. Before we get to this episode, it's important that you know that Unassociated is a 501c3 nonprofit. And besides being empowered by God to create content and experiences that help young people discover their identity in Christ, we rely on the generous donations of our supporters. If at any time during this episode you feel led to partner with us in our mission, please go to www.un-associated.com donate and make a one-time donation or subscribe to provide automatic monthly donations. This ministry has big plans for 2024 and the journey starts now with your help. In absence of financial donations, we would appreciate your prayer and continual engagement in what we do regardless. Feel free to spread the word about Unassociated to your family, friends, and church family as well. And a huge thank you must go out to all of the folks that have already began partnering with us and have been praying and supporting us thus far. We are excited for what God has planned next. Like our Poetry Jam returning once again to Los Angeles, February 3rd, 2024. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke, and we are continuing today. Um, our men's month, you know, celebrations and, and activities and festivities. And um, it's another episode where we're going to be talking about issues that we believe is going to help us redefine manhood um, for the biblical standards, you know, because we live in a world where, you know, especially nowadays, um, and especially you see it amongst young men, that, you know, we have all these definitions of manhood that are rooted in the world, that are ultimately rooted in sin. And we want to reestablish the definition of manhood, the definition of masculinity in the Bible, in the word of God. Um, and in order to do that, we have another guest today. Um, it's a man that goes by the name of Malik Amos. And you might recognize that last name um, because this is the husband of our very own Kendra Amos of Create with Kendra and Malik. Um, I mean, we, we, we bumped into each other maybe a, a couple times, honestly. Not 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 too much, but you know I know Malik to be an amazing man of God per you know the the the, the wife that he is uh, married. So um, I have nothing but respect for Malik, and I thought it would be amazing to have him on the show. So Malik, uh, welcome to the show, and I'm excited for us to talk, man. But uh, let, tell the people about more about yourself besides, of course, you being Kendra's uh, husband. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, Emmanuel, for this opportunity. Um, as Emmanuel said, my name is Malik Amos. I am married to the wonderful uh, Kendra Amos with Create with Kendra. Um, I'm a musician. I've been playing the piano for about 16 years. Um, I also work out of college, um, where I'm like the coordinator of this Black Student Success Program called Emoja. Nice. Uh, which I, I really love, so I love that job. And um, ultimately, I'm just a servant. Love to serve God um, in any way that I can. Definitely with all the gifts He's given me, um, I just love to use use it all and serve Him. Amen. Amen. I'm happy to have you, man. Honestly, um, shoot. Well, we're gonna get straight into the conversation, and I'm gonna start this conversation similar to how I started it with uh, Cheb. Was that a couple of weeks back? Um, and I'm going to ask you how you define manhood, or at least let me, let me say, give me the definition of manhood. And I would appreciate if you gave me a definition that you have heard in the world and a definition that you would say it is based on the word of God. Got it. So when I hear the term manhood and how it's been constructed for me in the world, um, I feel the picture has been painted that we have to be strong, resilient. Mm -hmm. We have to be independent. Uh, we can't let our emotions out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we we just pretty much have to be strong and macho all the yeah. time uh, with no no periods of weakness. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that's how pretty much manhood was painted for me. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then to go into like, 
like the godly view of, of, of manhood um, and how I ex- experienced that. Um, I was listening to this podcast um, initiated um, a couple weeks ago, um, and they What'd talked you call about this, sorry? Uh, it was called Hardly Initiated um, okay. podcast. Um, and they were talking about like what is a man and how a man is supposed to be, um, and how we're ultimately supposed to reflect God, because God was a lion and the lamb, so mm-hmm. He had our like tough side to Him, um, and then also that soft side to Him, yeah. like to take care of people, look out for people, have a heart for people, um, but then at the same time lead, um, and and lead the people, encourage, um, even at times when. He felt like the world was against him. He, he still had to lead and be about his purpose that was given to him. Um, so that's that's how I see the godly um, side of, of, of a manhood and what a man actually is. Amen. And I would agree. I would agree. And, you know, as you were talking about the worldly definition, um, I think it was interesting that the first thing you said was strong, right? And ultimately macho and not weak and excuse me, I I guess that really takes us in the direction of what I wanted us to talk about this episode, which was the importance of dependency. Because I think that, you know, throughout scripture, we are pretty much taught to lean on God, right? To lean on him, lean on his wisdom, not on our own understanding, not our own power. Um, One of the verses that come to mind automatically, I believe is in Jeremiah 17. Um, I believe in verse five, it talks about how curses a man who trusts in himself. And then it goes on to talk about how blesses a man whose hope is a Lord. Um, I, I, I would say that dependency, period, whether it's on God or on others, has kind of is kind of like a taboo. It, it completely combats um, the worldly definition of manhood because we're supposed to be weak. I'm sorry, because we're supposed to be strong and not weak and we're supposed to be super macho. Um, and I would want to know. Like, has that been a situation that has impacted you at all? Like where you see this tension between wanting to be dependent, like, or at least lean on others or ask others for help or ask God for help. But something might be stopping you from that, like this idea that you have to be strong and have no weaknesses. Um, I'll say definitely uh, I felt that in my life to where. I kind of put up that boundary to where I couldn't ask other people for help because yeah. then it would be the man box created for society. Um, definitely in the African-American culture, as a black man, um, I felt like if I was to ask somebody, then my man card would just be taken away. Um, mm. So I always kept to myself um, and told myself I'm going to be an independent man. Uh, I'm going to love God and trust God too. But then at the same time, I'm going to be independent, Yeah, you know, my own ways, <laughs> that which part. was the biggest red flag for me. Mm. Um, and just after experiencing that, um, it, it kind of just brought me to the realization that I can't do everything or anything on my own. Like I have to depend on God for everything, because um, if I start doing things on my own, then I, I feel like my head starts going crazy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing Facts. at the same time, but then I think I know what I'm doing. Um, it's, it's, it's just a whole mess for me uh, once I started depending on my own strength. Um, so yeah. that, that's, that's how it became dependent on God or with the mindset to where I have to depend on God, like to order my steps and everything that I do. No, I feel that, man. Do you have, can you remember like a, a time, like an actual story where that clicked for you? Um, I'll say like in my younger years, um, of just just as a child and, and growing up to be a man, uh, grew up without a father and all that um, in the household. So um, I guess my thing was try to, trying to fit into life society, like society's uh, construction of what a man is. Um, and as I started doing that, like I would start to try to hang with the wrong crowd and all that, be somebody completely who I wasn't um, at all. And it, it would just feel uncomfortable for me um, because I'm trying to fit into somebody else's construction of what a man is rather than what God God puts in the, in his word of what a man is. Um, so I started depending on um, approval from other people mm. and I myself. Um, and I felt the approval, I guess I always had a heart of conviction growing up in a Christian household. So 
once I did get the approval of other people uh, to do this or us um, try to fit into like a group I, I know I wasn't, um, there would be yeah. that conviction in my heart. Like, oh, God, I, I know I'm not supposed to do this. this. And it, it was just like steam real bad to where yeah. I would have to like at the end of the day, go to God and repent um, and say, God, like, mm -hmm. just just help me to walk in who you called me to be and the purpose you have for my life. Because um, I, I have to depend on you, like trying to do this thing on my own to fit in somebody else's construction or what they yeah. think a man should be. Um, it, it was just kind of like eating at me um, yeah. the times when I was younger. So then even if I heard it correctly, even though you had that, you got the validation in some cases, there was mm -hmm. still something that ate away at you and you felt like, you know, that was a conviction of the Holy Spirit. So did that validation ever fulfill you at all? Um, no, it, it never fulfilled me at all. Uh, like I felt at times the, the crowd or the, the friend group I was around, they would applaud me for doing um, like a certain thing, whether it was like um, just being disrespectful, I'll, I'll sum up. Um, they, they would like applaud me for, for, I guess, standing my ground and all that. Um, yeah. and disrespect somebody else but at the same time like i felt inside i i know this is wrong to do but this is what the people want so i, yeah. I was going to give people what they wanted rather than what i knew my own own heart was right to do now i feel that that's actually i think that's a really good um point that you make because you know it's no secret that especially in you know the black community we have a real you know absent father problem and you know, I, I have my dad in my life and I'm thankful for that. But if I'm honest with you, I feel like, you know, my dad was very busy providing for us that I feel like I was more so raised by like my sisters and, you know, my um, my mom. Right. And I feel like in the absence of having someone or that male figure in our household, you know, constantly and fervently walking us in the direction of biblical manhood the default is for us to look to the world to validate us you know would you, would you agree with that oh yes definitely i would agree with that yeah because i would say that i mean i i think i still do have somewhat of a problem with seeking external validation and just getting those affirmations from other people and mm -hmm. for me you know Maybe it wasn't always like I wanted people to validate my masculinity, but it was more so I, I just wanted I wanted to be affirmed and, and validated by other people, period. And um, I do feel like I do feel like a lot of us search for that validation, you know, because we don't because we didn't have that the definition of manhood just flatly laid out for us and, and somebody to hold our hand to tell us exactly what's what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think that that's, um, I think that that's a real thing. And I think it's a real thing that's affecting like a lot of young men as well. Um, of just today, because legit, I think that when you look at the things that are supposed to define you know, a man nowadays, like it's always a sinful thing, like almost always a sinful thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, what's crazy is that even like how you talked about with, you know, not feeling that fulfillment afterwards is that even after you get to the top of it all, like, it's like, I don't know, you're just kind of empty, you know? Like for me, it was like, you know, maybe like I was supposed to, um, like for me, I thought for the longest that after I got my first girlfriend, I would never be insecure again in my life. Um, until like you get your first girlfriend, but like even having a girlfriend comes with a whole world of insecurities because you could be an insecure boyfriend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, I recognize that so many things that I was chasing after in order to feel more comfortable and secure as a person, you know, even after I got those things, it just opened up a new world of struggles and insecurities um, mm -hmm. that, yeah, ultimately just left me in a bad place. And I think that that's what always helped me run back to God, just like you. Like, you mm -hmm. know, for you, I feel like it was conviction. But for me, I feel like 
it was brokenness. Like I would just get broke a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I agree with that. Definitely on like when it came to brokenness, I had uh, definitely me. I, I always been, I've always been seen as a quiet person. So I kind of held everything in. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think that was a part of my brokenness. Um, definitely when it came to my first relationship, mm-hmm. um, high school, um, I tried to fit into the world's construction of what a man is like, you, you have to do this and that. Um, but then I also like see my grandfather um, and that, that was a male role model in my life, um, just how he was with my grandmother. So I was mm-hmm. trying to combine the two, like the good mm-hmm. and the bad. Um, and it, it just never worked out. I felt what worked for me, um, cause there, there was definitely insecurities, um, in that first relationship, um, that I, I didn't even know myself that I had. Um, but like after giving up that relationship, um, I, I'll say what kind of healed me, um, I'll, I don't believe I'm fully healed, but I'm, I'm work like healing yeah. is more of a process and journey. Right. Uh, but what, what got me to the next level after that is just like focusing on who am I and knowing my purpose. Um, it's crazy that you mentioned that, um, like when it came to like insecurities, cause I have the shirt on that says, um, the, the knowledge or the foundation of knowledge and competency is, um, knowing who you are, um, and I felt that that really helped me throughout my life. Yeah, um, definitely in all of my first relationship and the insecurities that I had, um, it, it just kind of drove me to to know who who am I? Like that was the main question that I would ask myself. Like God, why why did you put me on this earth, and what's my purpose on this mm. earth? Um, and, and that I feel it, it kind of brought me to defining manhood um, in, in God's eyes and what He wants me to be as a man. Yeah than what society wants me to bring to the table hey that's that's a bar right there bro we have to focus more on what god defines as a man as opposed to what society society wants us to bring to the table i i really appreciate that um because society is controlled by sin you know like because we all have that sinful tendency that sinful nature in us so if we try to just succumb to everything society wants us to be chances are we are going to be living in a sinful way in a way that pulls us away from god so i I think that that's a very a very good point to make um but i kind of want to like continue to talk about the insecurities because i think that a lot of us men are so insecure in who we are and like it starts from that identity it starts from not really knowing who we are being insecure in who we are so then that's what prompts us to we have this image of what we're supposed to be whether it's projected by society or whether it's projected by our own sin and although being that person or striving to be that person doesn't actually like it's not fruitful for us and our spirit but we find security in trying to be that person because we don't know who we are. And let me try to explain that more simple. But like the idea that I have is that a lot of, a lot of, um, I feel like a lot of, especially young men, like, you know, they're all going to dress the same, you know, they're all going to listen to the same music. You know, we're all gonna, you know, act as if we're not hurting. We're all going to act as if, you know, we we legit don't have things that are going on because the image that we're trying to uphold is like this perfect, like you said, macho man, don't need nobody, independent, so on and so forth. And we so desperately want to be that, that even though it's killing us, that process of trying to be that is killing us. Like we still chase after it because we feel like that's the only place that we could find security, you know? Mm, yeah, um, and I, I think it's really sad. And, and I think it's, um, I feel like for me personally, it's something that when I, when I was chasing after those things, that's when my back hit the wall, you know, like I've talked about my testimony with an associated and that like, you know, I chased after all these things. I wanted to be the star athlete because the, the alpha male is a star athlete, you know, or I wanted to, excuse me, be super popular because the alpha male is super popular or i wanted to get the girl because the alpha male gets the girl 
Um, but then when I wouldn't get those things or I got rejected or I got, you know, ignored or I got overlooked, whatever it might have been, like it was super detrimental to me. And, you know, thankfully it got to the point where it's like, you know what, like I can't continue to maintain this fluctuating volatile life i have to build my identity on a foundation that's always going to be there which i found to be christ you know mm. definitely and that's 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 how i'll explain like my high school years um just with me trying to fit into the standard to be popular and be liked by everybody mm -hmm. um i felt like looking back and reflecting on it now that you mentioned that um I was harassed even more trying to fit into that that uh, that box or the yeah. man box, like the popularity and all that. But yeah. I noticed be myself, um, people would pull me to the side and, and be like, Malik, you a dog. Like, I didn't know you had it in you, even though you, you're a quiet dude, but you, I didn't know you had it in you. Like, you, you had to change all that. Um, and that that's when it kind of, like, popped into my mind. Like, I, I just have to be me because the yeah. more I try. Um, fit into other other people's pressure. Um, I, I felt like it was just killing me on the inside. Like I, I kept disappointing everybody. Uh, I, I wasn't doing it the right way, and I'll be harassed more, and that will bring a whole bunch of insecurities within myself. Yeah. Um, but those times where I was just myself um, and accepted myself for who I am, yeah, uh, that brought more peace. Um, even though. I know I'm not perfect, um, and there's other areas that I, I want to mature more in and, and become more better in. Yeah. Um, I just felt like <laughs> the the world was more on my side, and then God was even pleased with me uh, once I was being myself. No, hey, what's so interesting is, like, the irony of it all. Like, mm -hmm. while we're chasing to be this, you know, worldly this 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 image that's just comprised of worldly standards um like we, we're terrible we our life is terrible our emotions are terrible our insecurities are terrible but when we choose to be ourselves like it's interesting because i've seen that effect as well like when i have been myself and operated the way i operate like it's probably even more like affirmation that i receive from other people because you know secretly i think all of us we respect people who are themselves, you know, and we respect people who like, even if like at first it looks really weird or at first you, you know, you just, you're different. So people are going to, you know, feel a certain way about things that are different at all times. But, you know, I, I think that there is a part of all of us where it's like when somebody's genuinely being themselves and not trying to be like everybody else, we actually do respect it. And it's ironic because we all are chasing after external validation. Right. But, in both of I would agree with you in, in my story as well. I've seen more praise from people um, when like, even if it's not public praise, but even like pull you off to the side type of praise, you know, when you're just legit being true to who you are. And um, I, I wish more people and, and more men could, could embrace that. And um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I feel that affirmation I always seek for in my life as a young man, um, it, it was given to me more when I was myself because yeah. I would have others pull me to the side that I always looked up to in a way, uh, whether yeah. it was in high school, like even if I knew they were doing wrong, um, they, they would pull me off to the side and be like, yeah, you doing good, bro. Like, you, good. You, you, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it just brought more affirmation and peace to myself once I did go along that route to finding myself and who I am um, and then walking in that. Amen, bro. Yeah. I want to take the conversation back to really on the topic of dependency. Um, where are ways that or, or maybe like tell me about a time where you realize that the only way you were going to overcome a situation, an obstacle in life was through just fully being dependent and leaning on the Lord? Um, I don't know if there was a particular time that, that kind of led me to that. Um, that I have to be dependent on the Lord. Um, I, I feel with uh, like growing up in a Christian household and having Jesus as my foundation just throughout all of my life, um, I felt that I always had some type of dependency on God. Yeah. Even when I was at my insecureness and in high school and, and just in younger ages, 
Um, I, I think it will always be a point. It was always a point for me at the end of the day to go to God, like, God, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. I'm like growing up, I always had a communication with God. Um, it was just real with him. Like, yeah. God, I like this. I'm really struggling with this. I'm going to need you to show me the way because I, I don't know what to do. Um, and, and looking back, it, it seemed like he he wasn't hearing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hear my family preach about God and how real God was. So I felt like like I had to keep like knocking on God's door um, until I could hear from him and all that. Um, and then even going to this age of my life, um, I'm just depending on God like like every day because I know I can't make decisions on my own. Yeah, uh, I have made decisions on my own at times. Um, and I, I had to suffer the consequences of those decisions that I made because I knew God wasn't in it. Um, and even mm-hmm. at this point in my life, um, to be transparent, I feel like I'm going through a season in my life, but I have to depend on God because I know if I if I try to make decisions on my own right now, uh, it, it could lead to a bad place. Um, I don't even know what that bad place could be, mm-hmm. uh, but. I know it's going to be a bad place um, unless I, I depend on God. Because even though I, I may think this, a certain decision may be right for me, um, in the end, it, it could like come bite me back in the butt because yeah. um, I didn't go to God in prayer about it. So um, at this season in my life, I, I felt like I, I feel like I have to depend on God for everything in prayer. Like before I make any little decisions, I have to go to God, um, even if I don't hear his voice. I'd be like, God, just give me the, the peace within myself. And if it's not from you, um, then God knows how, how to get my attention uh, to, to tell me. I feel that, man. Would you say, like, would you say then then it came a little easier for you to just be, to learn how to be dependent on God? Like, or it didn't come fully until after you fell on your face a couple times? Um, I would say it was easy to to an extent, but then I like like I would have to fall on my face a couple times yeah. um, to realize I, I really need God for everything. Like I can't lean into my own understanding. Um, even when it came to like the like the individual insecurities I may have have in myself, um, like I, I felt those were moments I, I fell on my face to like God. I I don't know what to do. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure this life out that you put me in, but then there's that faith in me that, that says, God, I know you put me on this earth for a purpose. So just help me to walk on the, walk in the purpose that you, you put me on this earth for. Um, and that's, that's kind of been not my whole life, but, um, as I got older, like that's like, I I have to follow God in everything that I do. Or if I don't, then I'm, I'm a, like going to my own understanding a mental yeah. understanding in scripts, uh, which is which is gonna bring me like torment to my own mind. All right, yeah. Um, so I'm happy you said that. Um, I would say that for me, it also came. Well, for me, it came easy because early on, I realized how weak-minded I was. Um, like I'm a very weak-minded individual, but I don't think that it shows. Maybe I mean people can see through me. I don't know, but. Um, I don't think that it shows because the daily time that I spend with the Lord and he fortifies my mind like that is everything. If I did not have God, I I would not be able to do anything. Honestly, um, I have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of uh, fear. I have a lot of doubt. I have a lot of pessimism in, in my heart, in my sinful heart. Um, but God has been the one that has combated all of that in my life. Um, and so for me, it came easy, like, cause early on, I'm like, dang, I cannot do this. I cannot do that. I cannot do this without cracking, without folding under pressure. Like I need strength, you know? Um, and I recognize that God is that everlasting rock, you know? Um, and I, and I think that. And I wish that more people spent and I'm okay. Let me say like this. I'm actually happy about how weak I am because that has helped me to rely on Christ easier and save me a lot of time. Like, you know, 
And yeah. what comes to mind is um, when Apostle Paul was talking, I believe it's in, what is it? Uh-oh. I don't know. Where my Bible at? I think it's in, uh, was it, is this 2 Corinthians 10? Well, I'm bad at quoting scriptures, but <laughs> like knowing the exact verse. Hold on, I'm going to pull up right now. What's it called? 2 Corinthians 12, uh, when Apostle Paul is talking about how, like, you know, he had a thorn in his flesh. And, oh, yeah. you know, he inquired with the Lord three times. And God said, no, nah, my grace is sufficient for you because in your weakness or my, my strength is perfected in your weakness. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm a I'm a true testament to that. Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen God's strength on display because I've recognized how weak I am. And mm-hmm. ultimately, that saved me a lot of time, saved me a lot of disappointment because I'm more I more habitually rely on God, you mm-hmm. know, um, like I don't think I'm one of his strongest soldiers. Like I'm not. And I, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy that I'm not. Um, but I think that a lot of guys, you know, they see themselves as strong mm-hmm. and they want to convince themselves that they're strong. And ultimately, that is what keeps them from depending on the lord and depending on other people as well because they are so convinced that for some reason like they're the ones that have got them this far in their lives right or that they're the ones that have brought upon the success or the prosperity that they have seen thus far um and it starts to convince themselves that i'm strong you know i feel like the more convinced we are that we're strong the more reluctant we are to actually depend on people and depend on god but um, I, I do think that even that idea of us all being strong, 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 like, I don't think any of us are actually strong outside of God's like help, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how that's, you feel about that. Yeah. That's the scripture I've been hearing like throughout my whole life. Um, and I never really grasped the concept of it until I got older, mm-hmm. uh, how God, God strength is, is made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. Uh, and I say like around high school time or when, when I got into college, around college time, um, I, w- I would be on Facebook a lot and just watch a whole bunch of different inspirational videos and all that. Um, and I came across Steve Harvey video of how he had like a horrible stuttering problem mm-hmm. uh, when he, um, he, he, he kind of painted a picture in his testimony of how um, it, it was God's strength and his weakness um, it was God that perfected his weakness, like God's strength and all of that. Um, even though he had that stuttering problem, he felt like God's grace um, and strength in him, like allowed him to become a comedian, a talk show host. Um, and he, he always gave credit and glory to God. Yeah. Because um, he, he realized that it wasn't his own strength, but it was God's strength working in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Once I watched that video, it kind of gave me more of a grasp on what that scripture meant. Yeah, um, that's that's like my my pray all the time because I'm, a, I won't say I'm fully aware of all my weaknesses, but I, I know I have weaknesses. Like I'm not going to call myself the strongest man ever because I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I may be big and all that, um, but I don't, I don't feel like it was just relying to like physical strength and all that. Um, I, I feel that scripture uh, when Paul was talking was also. Hitting got like um, mental weakness and all that, like maybe the, the things that you may go through in your mind, um, like warfare and, and all that, um, and and that just brought me like every prayer I, I pray to God, I pray like Lord, I pray that your your strength um, works in my weakness because mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything on my own. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need you to get me through this journey because um, I I have to trust in you. Like there's there's no other way around it, um, and that's kind of been like my whole life the prayer and all that because i i know i'm i'm nobody without god yeah it's funny man because so much of our christian walk they're different because we're different people but they're actually so much the same like we just learn the same lessons just in different ways and what's interesting to me is that as christians we have to acknowledge our deficiency mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that we're sinners And we have to acknowledge that we're weak. And it is that acknowledgement, not to make us feel bad about ourselves, Mm -hmm. but when we acknowledge that, we acknowledge our need for God. And 
the worldly definitions of manhood that tell us that we're strong and that we should be independent can easily be corrupted and become an obstacle to that very fact that we have to admit our own deficiency if we're going to come before the Lord. It's a part of the humility. It's a part of just the reality in, in acknowledging that we are in need of a savior. Um, and it really makes you realize like the devil truly is in the details. The devil is at work through the world's definitions of manhood and masculinity. Because if the world's definition of manhood and masculinity are something that are that is separating us from truly experiencing all the beauty of our union with the Lord, then it's something that has to be addressed and plucked out. You mm -hmm. feel me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um wanted to say this other verse. This is in first Samuel chapter thirty. And I'll talk about it, but, you know, whoever listening can go read it. I think about David and David is, you know, a guy that killed a lion, killed a bear. Right. David is the guy that killed Goliath. David is the guy that, you know, is um, king of Israel and all that different stuff. But when you read his Psalms, man, this guy's crying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's lamenting in many of them. And then you read the story of how um, actually who was he with? I think he was with the Philistines and the Philistines ended up getting attacked. And ultimately everybody wanted to kill David. Cause I didn't read the context of this. verse. I didn't remind myself from the context of this verse. It just came to me right now. But ultimately, you know, when everybody was trying to kill David, everybody turned against David at this time, you know, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Um, and, you know, I feel like, I, I don't know exactly what that looked like for him, but I could imagine that that looked like him going off, you know, getting away from everybody else and just being able to get on his knees and speak to God and, and talk to God and be candid with God and, and, and real with God. Because um, if we can't be real with God, if we can't be open with God, then we're not. Who can we be open with? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like um, he should be the easiest person that we should be open with. He should be the easiest person to depend on because he's stronger than every man. He's the king of kings, you know, Um yeah. So I, I like David because you see David's strength, right? You see his power, his status. It's all there. But you also recognize in his story how that's all tied back to his dependency, his just outright dependency on God. He's not even more righteous than anybody else. Like he's a dirty sinner. You know, he's he didn't I don't think he sinned less than Saul. Right. But the difference is that this was truly a man that was after God's heart. This was truly a man that depended on God, that put God at the forefront of his entire life, even despite his sin. And I, I think that that is a great snapshot of biblical manhood, biblical masculinity. It's not always being strong and macho. It's mm. being strong through Christ. Right. Definitely. And I would agree with that because... Um, just to give like a little backstory, um, mm -hmm. I've, I've been feeling God called me into the ministry for the past year and all that. Uh, I'll even say like over my life, but definitely like it's, it's been a hard thing, like hard pressure on me. Uh, like God is calling me into the ministry over this past year. Um, okay. So I've been thinking about how can I say yes to God? Because I've been saying yes to him, but then I, I would kind of get the same pressure. Like he, he wants you to go into the ministry. Yeah. Um, and my pastor and first lady put on me that um, you got God just just doesn't want a yes from your mouth, but he wants a yes in action. Like what mm. a, a sacrifice um, to to say yes to God and all that. So I started taking this um, biblical preaching class because I'm really interested in how sermons are put together um, and how God word is put together and all nice. that um, in the the we had to like preach two sermons in the class class was I, which I wasn't aware of. I thought I was just going in the class just to learn like how to preach and all that. Yeah. Um, preach two sermons and I was like, God, okay, you're going to have to put on my heart, like what you want me to say and all that. Um, yeah. thing led me to was Joshua one and nine, mm. um, how to be strong and of good courage and do not fear because God is always going to be with us um, yeah. wherever we, um, and I, I felt like when I was reading over that, that was like another piece of defining what manhood 
is um, in the eyesight of God. Like we, we have to depend on God and everything um, and have to have that relationship with them. Okay. So, so that's the only way Joshua was able to lead the people to the promised land yeah. is we have that relationship to hear from God. Um, and then God kind of, God directed his steps um, as he went through all the different battles and, and wars and all that. Um, God directed his steps because he had that relationship with God. Um, yeah. And the three points that I preached from was, um, I believe it was in Joshua 1 and 6, he told Joshua to like not be afraid and be of good courage because yeah. he's going to lead the people um, yeah. to the promised land. Um, and then I feel he gave Joshua a way to not be of, uh, not to be uh, discouraged or, or any of that. Um, he told him to like keep up with his word and obey God's word and all that. Um, and I feel that's that's what we need to do as as men. Like we can't do anything on our own strength. Like we we have to really walk with God, because even if you skip to like chapter seven of Joshua, uh, you can see how like the them disobeying God's word yeah. um, and trying to lead into their own understanding. Yeah. You can see the consequence that led them to. Like <laughs> um, I believe his name was Anan. I forgot his A name. But, yeah, <laughs> it's not like chapter, that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like they they have to suffer consequences because he, he didn't follow the the rules yeah. that God gave uh, Joshua and all that. Um, so like we we have to lean lean on God's word because if we don't, then we're we're just going to dig ourselves into a deeper hole. Um, the more we try to lean into our own understanding and go ahead of God, um, it's it's never going to work. But when we're behind God and allow Him to lead the way for us and, and shine the light which path he wants us to take um and then it goes to that verse nine like he's going to be with us wherever we yeah. go um, as long as we we stay of good courage and trust in god amen amen man i gotta hear that sermon <laughs> <laughs> that's solid that's solid and um you know as you were talking i was i was reminded of this quote it, he's not a christian but um, I remember this quote from, he's a rapper, Jay Electronica. And he said, if you want to be a master at life, you must submit to a master. And like, I haven't really said it publicly just because like we're black. So like, you know, the word masters, <laughs> you know, you don't really want to always use the word master. But um, ultimately, he's talking about, you know, God. And um, I, I couldn't agree with it more. Like mastery at life starts with submitting to the master, the king of kings, the lord of lords. And um, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect in life, but God is the person that equips us with what we need in order to do the things that he's called us to do. Um, and that's across the board, through manhood, through womanhood. And when you look at the Bible, you see the patriarchs, you see the prophets, you see the kings. They're, they had a lot on their plate. You know, running a country is a lot on your plate. Being a patriarch was a lot on your plate. Being the head of a household is a lot on your plate. And a lot of us men have a lot on our plate and we crack under the pressure. Um, but what we see as an example time and time again in the word of God is the ability to be able to withstand, to bear the cross, to conquer, to overcome, to maintain. It comes from their dependency and their faith in the Lord, you know. So, you know, this this whole episode, I, I really hope that, you know, those that are listening can really understand that we are being fooled by the world's definition of manhood. We're being fooled. We are being tricked. We are being bamboozled. The devil is at play because he's trying to convince us that we're supposed to be doing this by ourselves because we're strong, because we're men. But mm -hmm. we are humans created by God, not meant to exist not meant to um be prosperous not meant to live a fulfilling life apart from him we're made with a hole in our hearts with with functions that can only be fulfilled except you know it can only be fulfilled with our union to him you know like i think of it like a like a fan that's that's you have to plug the fan into the wall in order for it to function as a fan otherwise it's just a really big paperweight like you know what i'm saying like it, it we need to be connected we need to know that we need god we need to be dependent on him you know yeah, definitely that's the only way we're going to make it um 
And I'll, I'll say like to even those men that may not know God yet, because um, I, I definitely want this message to get out to those who haven't accepted God as their Lord and Savior. Yeah. Um, but um, like I, I heard this quote from Denzel Washington, and he was talking about um, how when it comes to manhood and all that, um, and just being a Christian, like it's, it's not going to be perfect. Like your life may be seem like it may seem like it's going good right now, um, even with you not knowing God. But he he's he threw up a red flag. Like that's that's a real problem. If the devil is not talking to God, like mm. what right there, and that's that's an actual red flag right there. Mm. Um, if God is like giving you trials and all that, I feel that's all part of being a Christian. Cause that's that's the Christian life. Like you're going to go through trials and temptations and all that, uh, but then that that still shows us our dependency that we need to have on God. Because um, mm-hmm. we're through our dependency on God and just our prayer life and communication with God, um, that's that's the only way we're going to make it through um, and become stronger um, for the next level of our lives. But you can't just go to the gym and and hit five pounds uh, five times and then come out and be like, hey, you're strong and all that, like without any like um, strength coming out of you, yeah. um, like not gonna become any stronger. Um, and, and you can't give up after hitting the whole lot and then say, ah, oh, this is too much for me. Like I'm I'm done working out. Like you're never gonna become stronger, but you, you're gonna have to like keep pushing through those hard times of life. Um, Cause that's, that's the only way you could become stronger through um, your spiritual gym membership with God of going yeah. through all those there go the analogies, bro. You finna be preaching soon, I tell you. You over here bringing up analogies and all that. I love it. No, that's a great one too, man. That's a great one. And I mean, I was gonna ask you if you had any final words for someone, for a young man that was, um, you know, just dealing with, you know, his 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 masculinity, his manhood, and and trying to be strong. Um, but I feel like you hit it on the nail. But I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to share. Um, I'll just say, like, build that community of, of, of men. Um, I feel that was a big thing for me, definitely before I got married. Um, not coming from a household with a man figure in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel my heart always seek out for a man. Definitely God. Like, I, I definitely seeked out God. But I always wanted, like, just men to, like, help me, spiritual men to help me and guide me through life. Because um, I was going into marriage and all that. I'm like, I, I'm not knowing what I'm supposed to do. Um, and my grandfather had just died at the time, right before I got mm-hmm. I was like, dang, this 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 only man in my life that I wanted like to really connect with while I was married and all that. Um, yeah. he he passed on and all that. So I'll say just just pray to God, like for God to send the right men in your life and right brothers in your life. Um, and I feel that's what God did to me. Definitely my boy, Philip Pruitt. I want to shout him out. Shout He's been like an accountability brother uh, to me, who was also my best man at the wedding. Uh, but definitely fill your fill your life with men, um, God-fearing men and all that. Because that's, that's the only way you're going to make it through. Um, they're going to push God in you. They're going to push um, how, how you should pray to God and all that. Um, and then even affirm you, maybe that affirmation you've been looking from uh, from the world, um, it, it's going to come through God, um, through the individual God sins in your life. So yeah. um, definitely find that community of brothers and, and men um, to help and, and guide and direct you and inspire you. Amen. Yeah, that's I'm happy you gave a, you know, you started to speak practicals. Um, and I would absolutely second that. Find that community of, of, of friends, of brothers that you can talk to, that you can be vulnerable with. I feel like if you do not have, if your group of uh, guys, your friends, are not people that you can talk to and be honest with without being made fun of, those are not people that you need to be hanging out with. As a, as a grown man, I don't think that's people that we ought to be hanging out with at this point. Um, we need people because t- life is hard. Life is tough. And we mm-hmm. both know that. And um, I think it's about time that I, I think one of the best decisions that we can make as young men right away is like, all right, it's time to, like you said, build build that network, that village, that community of brothers that can hold us accountable, that we mm-hmm. can speak to, that we can be vulnerable with and that we can depend on. And we're not going to get scared of getting made fun of or laughing because there's nothing funny. <laughs> 
it's not funny man for I sure mean. man um shoot if that's everything then, then let's let's pray out yes sir heavenly father i just want to thank you for um this conversation that we could have just talking about dependency father we we recognize that it's something that you want from us you want us to depend on you um, but we also recognize that there are things that are standing in the way um, that those things are, of course, our sin, of course, the world's standards of masculinity and manhood and Satan himself, God. And I just pray you help us, Lord, to depend on you. Help us, Lord, to not be held back by society's standards of manhood, but instead choose to define ourselves and find our identity, our identity in you, O oh God. Um, I pray, Lord, that you help us to identify the wicked ways of the enemy. Um, and I pray, Lord, that ultimately you help us, Lord, with the community, with the village around us, Lord, that we can be uh, accountable with, that we can be vulnerable with, Lord, that we can be safe with, oh God. Um, and that you help us, Lord, that we, when we're in these moments of life where we are just trying to do it all ourselves, we're trying to be independent and strong on our own accord. I pray, please help us, Lord. Stop us. Slow us down. And when you do, Lord, um, remind us, bring it to our mind, show us again why we can't do it by ourselves and we're not meant to do it by ourselves. We are meant to rely on you because you are a source of strength. You are our hope. You are our everlasting rock, oh God. So I pray that for me. I pray that for Malik. I pray that for everybody um, listening and watching, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks for uh, joining us, bro. Um <laughs> It's a pleasure to have you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for this opportunity. And I hope I helped somebody out. Oh, I'm sure you did. What God has given me. Amen. I'm sure you did, bro. We excited to, you know, that first sermon. I got to be there. One of you preach it on the, the pulpit <laughs> or something. But, all right. <laughs> sweet. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys have an amazing week. And I'll see you guys next week.